All right, it's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Good morning. So I had John Rustad on, my first guest this morning. Yeah, leader of the Conservative Party of BC, rising in the polls here. And we talked about a few things, including his call to solve the overcrowding in Surrey schools by going to larger classrooms. Yeah. So he's like, if you put more kids in a larger class, then you won't need the portables outside. And... You know, I, what, sure what do you much, think of that? I'm not sure how much support there is for that. I think parents want smaller, um, fewer kids in class. Well, yeah. Um, but, you know, he's he's pressing a hot-button issue out in Surrey, yeah. which there is obviously concern, especially when you've got these talk of double-decker portables. And Surrey's growth, we talked yesterday, Surrey's growth is still phenomenal. They just can't keep pace with growth. And so as soon as you build a school, it's full yeah. or over over capacity. So he's, he's latched on to an issue that... Maybe people will support, maybe not. But the important thing for Rustad is that he was on, he, he got media attention. He was on Global News Hour. He's on this program. Yeah. You know, this is going to be driving BC United crazy because they're, they're both fighting over the same soccer field, basically, yes, the yes. two of them. Yeah. And right now, Rustad's um, outflanking BC United on a number of fronts. Yeah. And even though he's, he's got two members, but, you know, BC United is in the news these days. Often because one of their MLAs announces they're not running for re-election. Now, yesterday, you know, they got Peter Millibar, the finance critic, is is rightly raised concerns about FIFA uh, cost and such. So they're still in there fighting. But you know, out on their flank is the BC Conservatives, and that's a crowded field for fewer votes. Yeah, let's have a listen to what Rustad said to me here this morning. Here he is talking about solving the overcrowding in Surrey schools by going to larger class size. Have a listen. We need to build out additional school capacity in Surrey, but that's going to take years. And we don't want students to have to spend their entire educational years in portables. And so there's a solution that we can look at doing, which is if, if we have a small increase in the number of students per class, but maintain the teacher per student ratio. Okay. Um, small increase but maintain the ratio. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how another you do teacher in there? Like, yeah, there's I, not enough teachers. Not enough teachers, um, given the status quo. So, no, I, yeah. but again, I don't think Rustad's cares about the details as much as he cares about the attention yeah. he gets. Yeah. And you rightly called him on it, and he doesn't necessarily have the answers, but right now he's just he just wants to be heard. The other thing that he's going to do is he's going to be laying out a lot of interesting kind of policy, I think. He's got a big health care announcement coming up. He told you that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He uh, mentioned that to me, too. So, like, he's got some big health care platform. And is this going to include a uh, a private, I, a parallel private health care He's a conservative party leader. I would suspect there's going to be a strong private sector component to his health care plan. Now, again, every time he, he puts a position out, BC United is the one who has to respond to this, and as we copy before, it, he's well, <laughs> he's been dragging BC United onto his turf, uh, his sort of side of the political spectrum, rather than the other way around. So we'll see what what he does on healthcare, and what how uh, the other opposition party reacts. But if he was to come out and say, I think BC should have a parallel private healthcare option, like they have in a lot of countries in Europe, for mm-hmm. example, right? I mean, this is not totally radical stuff. I mean, in Canada, I think it may be difficult to do that under federal the federal Medicare laws and court decisions that we've seen. But he can certainly go out there and say, I'm going to try. Would 
What would Falcon say about that, though? I, like, I can't see Falcon coming out and saying, yeah, we're going to do private health care. No. Maybe he would. I, well, <clears throat> we'll see. I don't think he would. Um, again, there's only so many doctors and nurses out there. Um, so you just can't suddenly snap your fingers and say we're going to have a parallel, you know, same size private health care system. Yeah. Um, I did a piece this week on, uh, it's getting some attention now, about the BC Health Ministries now advertising in the UK yes. to recruit doctors and nurses. Uh, to and with some success, I understand they're, they're getting some pushback by some of the associations in England who think this is a, a private ad camp or a political ad campaign. Yeah, we're actually advertising over there for doctors. Yes, so UK nurses, doctors come to BC. Come to BC, yeah. enjoy higher pay, and it's a reflection of the National Health Service problems in England and and the UK. Um, so BC's trying to take advantage of that. My understanding is that that ad campaign may now expand to South Africa and Philippines. Whoa. We'll see what the opposition parties have to say about that. Okay. That's that's very interesting. The other thing that you Family touched... doctors in, in South Africa are going to be the focus. Nurses in the Philippines hmm. are, is going to be the focus. Okay. Um, the other thing you commented on that, the focus on Rustad or Rustad actually gaining some traction and with media attention, which I think is rightly so, by the way, because he's second place in the polls. we got... <laughs> We got an election coming up here in a few months, so he should get coverage, in my opinion. But you know, but you're saying that that's driving the uh, BC United crazy, well, right? It, Tell me again a, about the you heard you talked to some people in BC United that were mad about. I got a call from a very prominent member of the former BC Liberals, not member of the United, but still very active. Concerned that Rustheads getting attention, making uh, these promises that are unsupportable in their view, um, and I just and I got you know. Some texts from some others expressing a bit of frustration that, you know, he's the third party, fourth party in the House. Uh, you know, anytime Global does a story on something, it gets a lot of attention. And so when we did a story on John Rustad's school announcement, that sort of raised some concerns because, again, everyone's competing for attention right now. It's the run up to the campaign. And newsrooms are going to have this conversation internally. Yep. Who is, who do you go to for comment? When the, when the government does something, yeah. there's there's three opposition parties in the House. Does United get 100% of the coverage of that? I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to see the Green parties every now and Sonia Furstenau shows up in news coverage from time to time. John Rustad's going to show up in news coverage from time to time. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's to the detriment of BC United because they're fighting over the same voter base. I think we've got to have, you know, you got to pay attention to all of them. Uh, and I had Falcon on here yesterday. Yep. And we had Rustad today, so we, they got equal time this and week. It'll be interesting, in the, you know. Um, I don't call the shots on this, but it'll be interesting in the leaders' debate in the yes. campaign. I assume Rustad's got a pretty good case to be in the leaders' debate. Sure. And again, I mean, um, I think it'd be wild if he was not in it. Yeah. I mean, if he's got he's got two MLAs, he's got official party status in the legislature, and he's second place in the polls. Clearly. Yeah, and he's going to have candidates in. I would think probably most of the writings. So yeah. We set criteria for these things. You, you know, do you have representation in the House? Check that box. Do you have a certain percentage of writings uh, with candidates? Check that box. Um, do you have a certain level of uh, support in polls? You can check that box. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd be surprised if he's not in the debate. Sure. I think he'll probably have to be there. That decision has not been made yet. Let's talk about $10 a day child care. I always get deja vu when this issue comes up because I feel like we've been talking about it forever. Well, it used to be like $6 a day child care, yeah. $7. Anyway, we're up to like $10 a day child care. And it's been delayed in BC, right? So there's been criticism of the government here for not quickly 
What, what is the issue? Well, part, part of the, first of all, I think they set some unattainable goals yeah. a number of years ago. It sounded nice, but there's always been criticism to it. First of all, do we have enough trained child care providers? Yeah. Um, we had a problem in the 80s and 90s with unlicensed daycares, leading to some, in some cases, tragedies, but other cases, accidents and, and harm to kids. So we've gotten away from that. So you need trained, certified child care providers. You just can't snap your finger and say, oh, you can do a $10 a day daycare. Um, but again, they set very high levels of, um, of targets. And at, right from the get-go, people thought they were unattainable. Yeah. And they're still unattainable. Yeah. Well, let's listen to an exchange I mean, the here. The saying is if you, if you get $10 a day daycare, you've won the lottery. Yeah. Oh, That's sure. $10 a day daycare. Yeah. I'd, I wish they had had that when my kids were little. <laughs> we paid a lot more than $10 a day, I'll tell you that. Uh, let's listen to BC United MLA Corinne Kirkpatrick here. You'll hear her uh, talk about the frustrations that parents are, are facing trying to find affordable, quality child care. And then you hear David Eby here, and, he, he, and Eby hits on a point that you just touched on. Let's listen. Parents are now looking around and saying, okay, well, I've got this person that lives next door. They've got a four-year-old. I've got a four-year-old. But I am paying thousands of dollars more. One of the biggest challenges, though, we faced is in uh, the qualified professionals to do this childcare work. Funding the physical spaces is one thing, but making sure that the workers are there to deliver the care is another. Well, that was flagged right at the beginning. Yeah. You know, this is not something that crept up on the government. You know, this was this was pointed out right from the beginning. Wait a minute, you're promising all this childcare. Who's going to provide it? They have to be trained, professional, you know, certified people. So this is not a new concern. This has been there from from day one. Okay, it's Baldry's beat. We go right to your phone calls here, Carrie in Surrey. Hi, Carrie. Go ahead. Uh, yes, um, I can totally speak to the ten dollar day childcare. Up until recently, not related to anything uh, else. But um, I've operated a family at-home family child care for over 10 years. And under the BC Liberals, we could charge whatever we want. There was no restriction, no cap. We could just basically pick whatever number out of the air. What's taken so long with the $10 a day is that the NDP had forced all of us that if we want to participate in this program or even affordable child care, we have to agree to a cap. And some owners were hesitant, some owners, but now I think you'll find everyone's kind of jumped on board because um, they want to participate in the $10 day. So I think you'll find within the next year, it'll just start rolling right out. Like now people have agreed to it. Oh, okay. Oh, hope you're right. Interesting. Thank you. Hope you're right. Because I tell you, childcare is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one of the biggest hot button political issues. You know, the Trudeau government's now talking about, in fact, um, if you just turn your turn your radio down there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, yeah. no. So, 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 speaking to that, yes, I, um, you, um, what, what, what the BC NDP have been doing behind the scenes has been streamlining all of us. So we all have to have um, a level of education. We have to have. There's a consistency now, and it started actually with the affordable childcare benefit, and then the ten dollar name, and like you have like the. The process to be approved is quite rigorous. So um, as a parent, I would absolutely not only love the $10 day, but any yeah. licensed child care now have better quality of care. Carrie, thank you very much for the call. Let's move on to Ryan in Surrey. Hi, Ryan. Go ahead. Hey, Mike. Just curious, if they're paying $10 a day for daycare, how much are they going to pay the people that are taking care of the kids? How are people going to well, survive? Like, what's, What do people get paid if it's... 
you got 10 kids, there's $100 for the day. How are people going to live on that? How does it work? I, 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 I don't know. I, to me, I, I'm going to give you an honest answer. I'm not, I'm not certain. Um, there's government subsidies. It's, it's a subsidy from yeah. government, right? And it's interesting. The feds in, are now, this year, or the coming fiscal year, is going to provide more subsidies. Than, and then you, that's what EB's been talking about, too, this week, too. Like, we want more money from the feds. Even though the feds' percentage on this has gone up, faster than the provincial contribution to it, it has is. gone up. Yeah. It is. And, 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 and in fact, in the coming year, the feds have stepped up much more than yeah. the provincial government has. So Trudeau's sort of got... Um, a realization last year that this was a big uh, issue on the uh, doorstep. Mike and Vernon. Hi, Mike. Go ahead. Mike. Yeah. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hey, re- recording or regarding uh, recruiting doctors from other countries, I'm really not particularly comfortable with that. And the reason being that, you know, if, if people were here recruiting our professionals, we'd be unhappy about it, too. I think we have to do a better job of finding professionals or, or training our own professionals here. Um, I remember going back more than 30 years hearing uh, doctors being asked for, uh, or doctors and nurses asking for more training to be set up. Yeah, thank you for that. Well, well, you know what? The B.C. government here was upset when another government was trying to take our professionals. Remember when Alberta was launching yeah. an ad campaign so in the, B.C.? The province, Come to Alberta. The provinces have sort of agreed not to poach each other <laughs> on, on, on healthcare professionals. There okay. are people moving from Alberta to B.C. in the healthcare system, but they're not being recruited. Where the recruitment is, is intentionally uh, in the U.K. and Ireland. And taking advantage of some problems with the National Health Service where they're not paying people as well as they're paying in BC. Uh, so BC is not going after Alberta; they're going after the UK. And, and that's um, BC has bought some primo advertising space over have. there too. So we're talking. There's ads in tube stations, yeah, billboards, newspapers. They've received uh, significant media coverage. The, the Times of London, very prestigious newspaper, the equivalent of the New York Times, sure. long feature piece on BC attracting nurses and doctors from the U.K. So it's getting a lot of attention over there. Interesting. George in Nanaimo. Hi, George. Go ahead. Hi, guys. I mean, I'm supporting Conservative 100%. Uh, The problem with United, and I've said this to you before, is we just look at them as NDP light. Yes, they're changing their policies now because the Conservatives are gaining traction, but Devin Falcon's always waffling. He supported decrim. Now he doesn't. Um, at least with the Conservatives, you know where you stand. If you don't support the NDP and the things they're doing to this province and their draconian ways, then you're going to vote Conservative. There really is no other choice. Okay, thank you for that. Well, I n- would never describe Kevin Falcon as NDP light. No. Um, but they do have a... Uh, I mean, he, he has always been... Falcon's always been regarded more on the right wing oh, of the spectrum sure. of the party. For sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, they're struggling with an identity problem. They yeah. still haven't... This rebranding campaign, even though I don't think it's really rebranding, doesn't seem to really be paying off. But we'll see what the next poll comes I out. mean, the ads are running a lot. Mm-hmm. I see them on Global a lot, the, the, the Kevin Falcon TV ads. But so, there are ads about Kevin Falcon. They're not mm-hmm. ads about rebranding. So there's no there's no connection to the fact that this we're talking about a party that used to run the government for 16 years. It, there's no there's no um, there's no connection between BC United and the former government.